Hello, welcome back to Soul Riffs. I'm your host, Jennifer Jones, an entrepreneur, wife, mother of two, and I believe when we look after all parts of ourselves, that's when we gain confidence to dive headfirst into a life that feels joyful. My hope is that these conversations will inspire you to understand yourself better and become the curator of a life you absolutely love. I believe we all have a healing journey to embark on, and my intention is to give you a straight view from my own heart through my stories and occasional words of wisdom from the women in my life who have inspired me in the most beautiful ways. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get the conversation started. Hello and welcome to Soul Riffs. I'm your host, Jennifer Jones, and I am thrilled for our conversation today. I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're listening in, and I promise you we are in for a very juicy and very relevant conversation. Today I have Angela Lyons with us. Ange is brilliant, she's caring, she's kind, she's generous with all of her gifts, and although her and I are almost exactly the same age, She's someone who I have looked up to my entire life. Today, I'm sure she's going to inspire you, so stay tuned until the end, and I'm going to let you know how to stay in touch with her and how to connect with her on social media. So who is Ange? Well, Ange is someone who helps women discover their own gifts, and she helps women build belief that they can live a life beyond what they ever thought possible. She owns and operates a successful network marketing business, and she has also achieved one of the highest ranks in that company. She's an elementary school teacher, and she's the host of an amazing new podcast called The Courage to Try. You'll have to check it out. I mentioned I've known Ange my entire life, and literally I have since day one. I call her my sister, although biologically she's my cousin, and our families have always been super close. We've actually joked that God didn't make us actual sisters because there's no way that either set of parents could have handled the both of us together. She is a force. She's fierce. She's an independent thinker. She's a questioner. And when she puts her mind to something, it happens. So Ange, you and I have had many opportunities to have some incredible and deep conversations on topics that are relevant to us as women. But is there anything else in your own words that you want to tell us? Not really. (laughs) What an intro. What an intro. That's so sweet and so kind. And what's really cool is that I can honestly say the same about you. So I just always love our chats. I love our time together. For us, it's like you said, it's it's been a lifetime, right? We really are sisters more than we are cousins, but it's so neat. Who would have thought that, you know, years down the road, we'd be here doing a podcast together. It's pretty cool. Isn't it? We have uh, certainly done so much together over our lifetime. So nothing surprises me. We've both always been really strong minded. I, I know that that's something that we've had in common. And I also love and appreciate our chats. You are someone who I can go to who I know will share your opinion and you'll dive deep into the conversation. And that's actually where this episode stemmed from. It was a a chat we were having. It started with the simplest of questions, which is just how are you? And we quickly discovered that that question really needs, especially in a time like now, needs to come with depth to it. And the question needs to be, really, how are you doing? So, Ange, I want to start just by asking you that. Really, how are you doing at this time? 
good. However, I say that with also saying that I think that this has been one of the most challenging seasons of my life these past 12 months, 12 plus months, that it has really challenged me and grown me and it hasn't come without struggle. Um, I just really do feel that this last year, as it's been for so many, has just come with, it's just so unique, right? None of us have experienced anything like this before. And it's changed so much. And it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're someone that, you know, is good with change or struggles with change. I think it's been challenging for everyone on different levels. And how am I? I'm I'm good. I'm surviving. <laughs> I'm growing and evolving, I think is another really good word to use in a time like this. Because again, yeah, we're just learning so many new skills and so many new things. And, and um, I'm learning a lot about myself. Oh, I love how you, Ange, that you're just staying so positive and so optimistic. And I really love how you said that even people who are good with change may be struggling right now. I am someone who identifies as that. I've always embraced change. I've always been comfortable with it. Bring it on. But I agree that for all of us, there has been an immense amount of emotion over the past year. And the fact that you can say that you're growing and evolving is just beautiful. You and I were talking about this, actually, that the fact that life has not stopped during this time, life is still very much in motion, whether we feel that way or not, it very much is in motion. These days and these years are are ticking by. So being able to take that opportunity to continue to grow, to learn and to evolve, it really speaks volumes to the inner work that you have done and that you continue to do. And I know for me, the beginning of last year started out very differently and it felt very differently and it was almost this oh we're in this this global pandemic but this has never happened in my lifetime before it was almost you know dare i say exciting because you know and and that might sound strange to people but for the reason that at that time a year ago we felt that we could you know hunker down and follow the rules it felt so temporary temporary like a temporary short And so, you know, hey, okay, we're going to shut in our house. We're going to spend more time and get still with our family, bypass this thing and get back to an even bigger and better um, life. And that felt light. And we felt more connected to each other during this moment. But I know over the past year, we're getting tired, are we not? Yeah. And I think for because I know we we have some listeners in different regions and areas. And for those that are not in Ontario, I know we're kind of sharing the Ontario experience, Ontario, Canada, of what it's been like, because I think from what I know, we've had one of the most unusual and long periods of being in and out of lockdown and and really enduring a lot of isolation, which is what you're talking about. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying. In the beginning, it was always difficult, right? No one really wants that per se, but it was that opportunity to really cut things out, you know, get rid of the the busy, right? That used to be this badge of honor that we all had. Life was so busy and we were, all of our calendars were full and it was nonstop motion. So that break and that pause was, there was positives to it, right? If you choose to see it that way. And I know it's also been a massive struggle for so many people because people have lost jobs in this. People have been sick during this. And and again, there's there's so many challenges and, and negatives of this whole situation as well. But I, you, yeah, you're so right. I think what none of us expected was for us, for this 
over a year later to be in uh, almost a worse position than we were when this started. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, yeah, that's it. And I'm so glad that you um, pointed out what it's like here where we are in the world, because it, it's not like, like this everywhere. However, I think yeah. on some level, everybody has felt the effects of this global pandemic in some way. So your situation, if you're listening, might be slightly different than ours. Um, but I know that we, you know, we share these same emotions and these immense emotions that have have popped up for us over the past 12 plus months. We're, we're well over 12 months now. And yeah. I know for me, I've been lately in this in this quiet observer mode and really trying to look inward, evaluating my own feelings, because I think it is so important that we stay in check with our own feelings and how are we doing um, through this. Along with the rest of the world, it's good to know, you know, how your friends are feeling and how your neighbors and your your family's feeling because we're all experiencing something right now and maybe it's it's new for many of us these are new emotions that I've been feeling that I haven't really ever been exposed to and realizing that I need to find grace not perfection and grace is a word that you uh, bring up a lot too but how do we have grace with ourselves in these moments you know what can we do I really just think it's an acceptance and an allowance is a really big word um, because there, there's so much that we could choose to see as negative and that we could be frustrated about. And I do think that it's it's human, right? No matter who you are and what's going on, we're all human in this. And humans were not designed to be alone like this for so long. We really are not. We're social creatures. We're um, community people. And to endure the things that we have endured, like the hardships, the change, and then also to be isolated for so long during it. It's just, it's so unique. And I think that no matter who you are and what you're trying to do or trying to accomplish or the normalcy that you're trying to create in your life, I think there are just going to be those days where we feel the weight, you know, we feel the struggle and and the heaviness of what this has actually been like, what it's done for us, what it's taken away from us. And I think as humans, we all have to allow ourselves sometimes to feel those emotions. And it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. I vividly remember one day, it was actually a couple weeks ago, where I just felt so much anger. And I and I, I think we were chatting about this too, about how it's just been this roller coaster of emotions. Emotions that I like I said, I don't even know if I've ever felt because I've never experienced anything like this before. But for whatever reason, this one day, I just felt so mad. And that is so rare for me. I don't even know if I've ever just unusually felt this angry before. But I think it was, again, that wave of emotion going cycling through different emotions and just really feeling frustrated for the things that I've lost. And I know that that might sound entitled and it might sound crazy because I still live a very privileged, very blessed life. But in that moment, I was, I would even say it was almost a little bit of grieving, grieving for not seeing a lot of friends. Like I have friends that I haven't seen since before this pandemic started, which was over, over a year ago now, family, even you in normal life, we usually get together so much more than, than what we have. You know, we really haven't seen each other throughout this too, except for mostly virtual things. And, and that's, it's okay for those things to be hard. It's okay to be frustrated over those things. But the only thing that I that I remind myself and what I encourage others to do too 
is never to stay in it for too long, right? Give yourself, um, you know, a day, uh, even a few hours, feel those emotions, be mad, be angry, and then find a way, a tool, which I know we're going to talk about too, but find a tool and a strategy to help you let it go, to help you surrender it. Because at the end of the day too, for all of us, just being sad or being angry or being frustrated and constantly living in that state, it's not going to do anything for us. It's just going to make it harder and it's going to make our life more miserable in the moment. And I know we we're going to chat about this too, but we really just have to focus on the things that we can control versus the things that we can't oh, and put our energy there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you brought up, we are all human. You know, there's nobody who is riding a, you know, a linear path through this global event, we'll call it. And grief. I'm glad you brought up grief too, because we're feeling all the emotions right now. You mentioned anger and you know sadness and and grief and it's it's okay these are human emotions that are normal and they're they're healthy and we do need to feel them so allowing ourselves to really feel them but not make drastic life decisions when we're in those states that I think is yeah. key for me too because I I mentioned to you last night I was feeling sad and I I my husband's trying to make me feel better and I said no I want to feel sad right now I put on my music my sad tunes you know have a big cry and I I wanted to feel it I needed to release that emotion and in order to release it you need to work through it you need to listen through it listen through that grief I you know, haven't seen my dad in, it's been, I think, 15 months now. And honestly, I haven't even talked to him that much. He lives in a different province. And I was okay with it until I wasn't okay with it. And it took too long. It hit me like a brick wall. And I thought, holy smokes, I haven't seen him in well over a year. And, you know, even though he does live far, we're close. Um, and, and that would, in, in a normal world, would never, I would never envision, you know, a time when I'm, I'm going, you know, 15 months without seeing exactly. my, yeah. my own dad. But I think to bringing it back to grace, it really is forgiving the mess and just finding peace in, in your circus. I, I'm a mom. I have two kids that are home right now doing virtual learning. And that some days is what it feels like. It feels like a circus. <laughs> Absolutely. Just finding peace within that. And that is not, that is so much easier said than done. So much easier said than done. Absolutely. Because we're overwhelmed and we're overbooked and we're overcommitted and there's all of these things, but we need to take that, that care and that rest. Our bodies need nutrients. We need full hearts in order to be able to speak love to ourselves and speak love into the people around us as well. So we need that care and we need to take care of ourselves. But in order to do this, can we talk a little bit and you had mentioned about control. And I think this is so important because there are things we absolutely cannot control during this time, like what's happening in the world around us. We can't control other people's behaviors. We can't control other people's mindset. But what are some of the things that that we can control? I I think, to be honest, for me anyway, and again, I'm only going to speak from my own personal experience. So please know that everything is my own personal experience too. But what really has helped me, like you just said, has been only focusing on the things I can control. And those days where I feel all the emotions and I feel frustrated and, and I'm sad or angry or whatever about the things that I can't, again, I allow myself to feel that for a period of time. But then I choose not to stay there 
And I choose not to stay there because like I said already, how will it help? It's really only going to create more negative thoughts, more negative feelings, and our thoughts create our emotions, which then create our actions. And I know that if I allow myself to stay in those moments that I will just feel worse and then I'll even feel less productive. Whereas I could be allowing myself to feel those emotions, work through them, release them, and then focus on what I can control, which I know right now may not be a lot, but I do think that we have a lot more power and a lot more ability to control things than we realize. We can't control what happens to us, but we can always control how we respond to things. So that's why I said feeling the emotions and experiencing the whole gamut, but not staying in things too long, knowing that everything is temporary and even the low energy feelings and the high energy feelings they're all part of the spectrum of life that we feel we're obviously feeling a lot more right now than we usually do but that's okay we can get through it everything is figure outable one way or another we can choose to see this as a growing opportunity and we can control our environment to some extent yes i may not be able to control social events and what I'm doing on a larger scale, but I can control what I do in my home. I can control the structure of my day. I can choose to do things that fill my cup. I can choose to take those pauses and those breaks when I know that I need them. I can sometimes pivot from tasks that I'm doing and mix it up based on my mood. We have a lot of different choices that we make every single day. And sometimes we also even forget that the things that we don't do are just as important as the things that we need to. So I know in our chats, you were even talking about how you'd gotten away from using your diffuser and how that's something that brings you joy. So even that conscious choice to be doing more of that, those little things that are going to make your day better, your environment better, it's those little actions over time that can make such a difference and just focus on winning the day. Focus on those little things. Focus on limiting your time, watching the news. If it's something that depletes you or scares you, we make all those little choices all the time. So focus on those little things that you can control. It's a lot of gratitude too. I I really do think that is I take a lot of time right now, just pausing and reflecting. Okay. You know what? There are a lot of things that can be wrong, but there's a lot of things that are still great, right? I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful that I you know, have a, a lovely garden that I get to spend some time on and, and working on those flowers. I'm happy that it's springtime and that the weather's getting nicer and I can walk outside. I'm so grateful to have a loving husband and a super cute dog that I get to love and cuddle every day. There's positives all around us and what we focus on will always expand. So I think that concept of focusing on what we control can control versus what we can't is really going to impact the way that we think and the way that we feel in a time where so much is out of our control. Yeah. And this is, this is a good point for life in general, not just in the times that we're in right now, but we're so much happier when we are in, you know, in focus to the things that we can control. And like you said, we can choose how to think, we can choose how to feel, and we can choose how long we, we stay there in that, in that feeling we can choose what to believe, we can choose gratitude. You know, if, if we're feeling in a funk, let's start focusing on the things that, that we're grateful for. And we can, choose- we can choose to shift it too, right? Exactly. Like- 
And I, I love how, like, even what you said at the beginning, how you are, you have been in growth and evolution this year. Yeah, That is so important because as long as we're in growth and evolution, we're going to feel the pressure and we're, the, the cracks are going to be exposed. And, and I, um, I think about this always because, you know, when anything starts to feel super uncomfortable, I really try to look, you know, in that law of the mirror to say, what is triggering me so much in this moment? Where do I need to pour more love to expose and to heal? And I actually have um, a story that happened to me yesterday. So I, I brew my own kombucha and I was doing a batch of kombucha, but I wanted to do more. I have all these scobies. If you know anything about, um, kombucha and and making it I I had a scoby hotel and I thought you know what I'm gonna get a big jar and I'm gonna make more kombucha so anyways I have this big uh mason jar glass mason jar out in my studio and I went and I grabbed it and I brought it in and I thought I thought about it it was funny because I thought I'm gonna pour my boiling hot water into this jar but I'm gonna do it super slow because I don't want it to crack right Literally, as soon as I poured the first drop of boiling water into this glass jar, it shattered, it exploded. And it really, it really made me think about that. You know, when we're under pressure, we see where the cracks are. And that boiling water, I I think the, the thing is, is I was underestimating that it was a little colder in the studio. So the glass jar was cold. And here I am, pouring this this um, boiling water and it just put this this pressure on on the jar and boom it explodes and we are no different what a great analogy yeah yeah we we can go thinking that we you know are doing just fine but when we're ready to take that next step and we're ready to to up level ourselves we're gonna feel the cracks yeah and And we're gonna experience the cracks right yeah and I think that's like such a great analogy for this whole point of grace, right? Is that we have a lot more pressures on ourselves right now than, than perhaps any other time maybe in our lives. And therefore, when we just add on one more thing that can cause that crack and you're so right. And I I know it's been this way for you too. This year, even for me has shown me where, where some of my limitations are. And again, I'm not choosing to see it as a victim mentality, like, oh, woe is me and life's hard and all this bad stuff's happening. It's shown me, wow, okay, like there's an area for growth for me. And, and I'm even showing myself, I'm having these new experiences to work through and to grow from and to bring myself out of. And I think knowing that, that no matter what's happening, it's always going to be temporary. And that having the full gambit of emotions and experiences in life is what makes life life. That is yes. part of being human and part of being yes. here is that we're going to have those highs. We're going to have those lows and you can't experience one or the other without having the light and the dark. So I've had oh. these new opportunities for having new darkness, but I've also shown myself on a new level of how I can work through those things and even grow from that. And, and in a weird way, as much as I don't like how this last year has been, I also am grateful for it in some ways because it's taught me new things and it's taught me a resilience that I didn't even know that I had and that I've had to really dig into. And I'm grateful for that. And that's why I'm also grateful to just, you know, be on this podcast and thank you so much for having me and for chatting with you and for other like-minded people like you, because that's also where we realize how human we really are and also how badly we need each other, right? Because we need 
to be able to talk about both. And it goes right back to that title of how are you really? I think it's a very loaded question, especially now. Because you can't ask someone, how are you right now? Without potentially hearing the answer that they're not good. And are you ready to actually have that real conversation? And, you know, just being there to listen. And it's not about fixing everyone's problems for them. But it's about understanding that we're, we're, there's a whole lot of emotions going on right now. And we just need to be and there I think for each other. Too, what you're saying, I love, that's beautiful, Ange, because you have to embrace it, right? You have to embrace all the emotions. And I think so many times we try to run away from the grief or we try to run away from the sadness or the anger, but really embracing all the emotions. And you, uh, you mentioned, you know, asking someone how, like, seriously, how are you? you know, don't BS me, like, how are you doing? Um, A lot of us might be scared of that question because of this exact reason, because we don't want to expose within ourselves that those pressures and those cracks. I think there's shame sometimes too, right? Shame that I am actually struggling right now or or guilt of and pressures and perception. I've absolutely loved, like, you know, as I said, I've known you my entire life and I have seen the the growth within you and it's funny I don't think I actually ever answered this question for you but you had asked me you know what this is probably a month or so ago now you asked me you know what would you say is one of my weaknesses and you phrased it differently but that was kind of the question and it was funny because honestly what was coming to mind for me was well you know what you're you know you're you're too strong if you know or you perceive this I you know I'm so strong but then I thought well no that's not that's not Ange today that was Ange five years ago yeah she was you know portraying this strength and like I don't need anyone I'm independent I can do it myself you know and I didn't even respond to like I didn't even answer because that wouldn't be the answer today you have you know, really evolved and grown and and worked through those pressure cracks and, you know, shown your your vulnerabilities. And I think it's so important, like you said, as women to be able to talk about this, to be able to say, you know, really, how are you? Um, And be comfortable with the answer, because it is going to expose things within ourselves. And when we're talking about pressure, can we for a minute talk about peer pressure? Yeah, because everyone else's perspective on what's going on right now and what we need to be doing to relieve ourselves from this, you know, pandemic and this peer pressure is happening in our neighborhoods, in our friend circles. And we're in a position where we feel judged or we feel this pressure and it is definitely creating an impact on mental health. I know I've felt it myself. So not only the internal pressures that we have, but there's a lot of peer pressure happening right now. And do you like, do you, what do you do? So I would love to know, Ange, what do you do to, you know, elevate your own joy and to really help you when you're feeling this immense pressure? For me, there's a, there's a number of things that I do. Again, I I like to even think about it as, you know, taking yourself. And I think the first, the first part is knowing that no one externally can change the way that you feel internally. So if you're looking, you know, at your spouse or your kids or whoever, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm just really struggling and I'm unhappy and you're looking to them to make you happy, that's really a a faulty way of, you know, perception and of trying to, to bring yourself joy. 
because it has and again, to come with control, right? Yeah. And you're out of something control if you're relying. Exactly. And yeah. I think it always starts within and it's within ourselves. And why I, I do feel like I have grown and evolved is that I know what those things are for me. So whenever I am feeling low or if I'm having a bad day, as much as because this happened February, March, there was a few days where I just woke up. And again, this is not typical for me, but it happens. It's life where I just didn't want to get out of bed and I was feeling sad and angry and depressed. And I just wanted to stay in bed and, and watch Netflix and not do very much really. And, I, and again, even someone that tries to show up consistently on social media and put things out there. I didn't feel like I had the energy to post something positive. <laughs> uh, being positive was the least of how I was feeling at that time. There was no bone in my body that felt like I could show up that way. But I also know this is just because I'm in a very low energy. So what can I do to help myself through this? So it's really not allowing myself to stay in bed. I really love Mel Robbins' five-second rule, which helps to trigger a different reaction in your brain. If you're really just, you even need that that first help prompt to even get you moving, get you started, five, four, three, two, one, and you just start. It's not about, I would say if you have this big outcome or goal for the day or even goal for the week or goal for the month where you feel like for you to reach your goal or, or to be proud of yourself, whatever that is for you, that you have to get X, Y, and Z done, break down the goals. Keep it. It's just, especially right now, life to me is day by day. It's the little wins, the small little actions that are going to compound over time. So I personally have chosen to take a lot of the big goals or responsibilities off myself as much as possible. Meaning, is this going to be the most successful year of my life? Maybe <laughs> because I'm working on it, but maybe not. And you know what? That's okay. Because we are, we do have a lot more pressures on us right now. I am just focusing on being happy every day. That's my goal. It's not these big, big, big goals. It's just how can I love myself how can I love my friends and my family to the best of my ability right now? How can I help others through, through this, right? Until we have more things that bring more joy in our lives, how can we find the joy? So I force yeah. myself to get out of bed. I have that shower and, you know, I'll, I'll just, I focus on one, one thing. So like read, read the book prepare my, my lunch, <laughs> you know, and it's those little wins that also help us to feel better, right? They build our confidence, they build our competence. And then we, we don't feel like we had a bad day because we did get things done and we did um, find things or do things that, that brought us joy. And that's, that's how I'm living. That's how I've lived the last that's year. Beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful because like you said, break down the goals, do things that are achievable. It could be something as easy as, you know, drinking more water. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, I've, I've been hearing are like, I just want to drink more water. Well, do that. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're going to feel a sense of accomplishment. And all you have to do is drink water. <laughs> like Exactly. That's, that's it, right. Or like you said, utilize the tools that you have in your toolbox, whether that's just simply breathing. I love breathing because it's, something that we have access to, right? Like always, no matter where we are, it's nothing fancy, but just taking a minute to just inhale, exhale, calm ourselves down really to feel in the moment. Daily movement, you know, yeah. you mentioned you can go for a walk. You go can walk. get so out. so much on YouTube too. Like there's yes. nothing on YouTube, yeah. any kind of workout video for free. And that's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be these big, complicated, expensive, time-consuming 
And I love that you said that like a win is something even so small. Like I'm just going to drink. I I drink one glass of water a day. I'm going to make my goal to drink two glasses of water a day. Right. And, and I think people forget how much of our life in the way that we operate is actually built by habits and built by habits day in, day out consistently over time and that they have to be built. Right. So yeah, I feel like we could, we should talk about this in another, we should like break down habits and that would be, yeah, beautiful. Even, I mean, I use essential oils. So what I've noticed is I slipped into this, this phase where I wasn't, I wasn't putting my diffusers on like I used to. And I started putting just a little um, glass of, of water beside each of my diffusers. So it just makes it super easy to do the simplest things, right? Break it down. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. And we all deserve to still create memories through this time. We all deserve those belly laughs. You know, what makes you truly belly laugh? And just finding contentment and, and contentment, absolutely plays an enormous role in our ability to just simplify things. Yeah. You know, when we're content, we can really simplify and, and see things. And it might mean but- changing expectations too, right? If if your yes. if your um you know meter of happiness means that you have to go see friends or you need to be going shopping or whatever that might be. Again, it's different for everyone. It might mean that you have to change and we have to pivot. I think this has been the year of pivoting and year of flexibility and year of change where, you know, things became out of our control and out of our realm of possibility. So it was, okay, I have to let that expectation go that I need that in my life to be happy, which I know has been very difficult. I can even speak for my husband right, right now of the gym and how losing that has been well for your husband too. They both love working out. So I know you know that too, but that was his, and and I know this is true for a lot of people. That was really like his sanctuary. You know, that was his time to release his stress, to feel good. And he just loved it. It, It's a passion as well. So losing that for him has been a massive challenge, massive, massive. And I, I don't think of course it's not the same, but he learned how to pivot, you know, to the best of our ability. We've made home, a home gym, home hacks. It's not the same. I know it's not, but he just finds at least joy in being able, being able to do the things that he can do and get, um, you know, he's focusing on what he can control, which is what we've talked about. And I, and I love that you said that because the next best thing, right? Like, if we can't get the best thing, like maybe that is out of our control right now, but what is the next best thing, you know, and and let's focus on that versus just, you know, dwelling on the fact that we can't have the thing that we truly want right now. And, you know, and you you say, Oh, never settle. But um, in a time like that, the next best thing might turn out to be the biggest blessing And the best gift. And I know uh, my husband is exactly the same. And uh, we built a home gym and he thought when he was building it that it was for me because I do home workouts. And at the time he would have said it was the next best thing. He has his gym membership. He goes to the gym. And now he's completely flipped that to say, you know what, this is so much better. I'm not wasting commute time. I'm not, you know, 
having to work around all the the rules and regulations that were in place at the gym before they closed. And the next best thing has now become the best thing. Exactly. Um, and sometimes it ends up being a blessing right. in disguise. Exactly. You just don't totally. know. So it's, again, it's all how you perceive the situation, right? And and what can we do? And, and sometimes it's hard, especially as women to, um, we, we take on the emotion of everyone else. And, you know, if, if someone around you is struggling with something, we almost feel guilty about having fun ourselves, but we deserve fun. We all deserve fun. As I said, we all deserve to laugh and to feel joy. And exactly. we all also deserve to rest and replenish. So I think it's so important, this conversation, and I know we could go on and on and on, but it's so important for women to know that what you're feeling right now, you are not alone. You are not alone. And if anything, we are experiencing this as a, as a collective. And although we each have our individual and our unique ways that we're kind of working through it, you're not alone. What you're feeling is completely validated and it is real and it is very real. And I think we, we need to be asking the women around us like that question, how are seriously, how are you? And we need to be prepared that the answer might not be, Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm great. You know, exactly. Move on. I think the last thing that I would even want to say on this too, and again, I'm going to speak for myself, but I've really tried to learn and exercise my compassion, especially in a time like this and knowing that everyone is, is just doing or trying to do the best that they can with what they have. And that there are so many, and I know you even brought up the judgment uh, that is going on in a time like this. And, you know, I've thought that I've had an opinion about certain things and then I've heard someone else's story and what's going on in their life. And it's totally made me see that different perspective. And again, this is where this idea of compassion, I think, really just sticks in my head is that we don't know what's going on in other people's life and what's their driving force or motivating them and making them do the things that that they're doing. And I think as much as we can just focus on our ourselves and our own lives and, and trying to do the best that we can and just trust that others are are doing the best that for them and for their family and for their mental health and for their finances, we all have pressures going on and we all have, yeah. And we all have um, so many different responsibilities. Right. And I think the most that we can just stay in our own lane and focus on being our best, if that's what is everyone's mission, then we're going to come out of this stronger let go of any judgments because that person who you you might be judging, they feel just as strongly in their beliefs as you do in yours. Yeah. So thank you, Ange. And let's choose to move forward with Grace, you know, pouring constantly on the, the perfectly imperfect women that we all are. Yes. Thank you. This was so great. I love you. Love you <laughs> and well. Thank you for listening to everyone that's listening. This was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. If you were inspired by Ange today and you want to follow along on her journey, you can find her over on Instagram at Angela on a journey. You can also listen to her brand new podcast called Courage to Try. And I believe you can get that on any platform where you enjoy your podcasts. 
So thank you so much for listening today. There is something so energizing and life-giving about having conversations with like-minded women about our unique experiences and our collective experiences. And I'm just so grateful that you chose to listen into this conversation. Until next time, I hope you can find all the things that elevate your joy and know that you are not alone.